Here we are. Here we are. Here we are now to entertain you. Oh. Remember Nirvana? That's for <laughs> our Nirva- Canadian listeners. Nirvana. Do you remember Nirvana? Really? Nirvana? They say Nirvana in Canada? Sure. Dramarama. Really? Remember that band? <laughs> That's like the Apple. That would be like the Appalachian. Because my granddad would be like, oh, are you still taking them drama classes? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're going to put some some clothes in the wash. Oh, the wash. Now, my brother-in-law says wash. Oh, wait. But he's from Which, Jimmy. Wa- says wash. <laughs> wait, should we tell when we went to Ireland? <laughs> and he asked where the McDonald's was. Yes, that was his big joke. <laughs> when he kept asking where the McDonald's was. <laughs> and wait, where's he from? He, he might be from like the Allegheny. Is he from Pennsylvania? No, he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, but he's not. But from not like, Philly. Yeah, he's from the 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 suburban area. Yeah, he's not and he from says like Warsh? the mountains. Yeah, yeah, he said Warsh. Maybe his parents were from someplace like that. I mean, like West Virginia talks like real specific. Welcome to Stay of Homekins. Oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot. <laughs> this is our pandemical podcast. It's a pan- it's a magical pandemical podcast. <laughs> We're a married couple. We're quarantined together. I'm an actor who's a comedian. Now, don't dismiss it. <laughs> We're a married couple. We're quarantining together. I like that we made. It sounds like we made the decision to quarantine together. Maybe we did. We're a married couple, and we decided let's do this together. I could have gone to a hotel. Really? For like 10, 11 weeks? Yeah, I could have gone to the W. Ugh, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? No, I can't. That would bankrupt us. Yeah, definitely that, but also like, like in depression. A, like within weeks, it would be like, sir, <laughs> your, your card has been declined. <laughs> I mean, we did a week in Hawaii for a honeymoon and I had sticker shock. Oh, and we, we did, did like thing. a GoFundMe, yes. fundme instead honey of fund. gift gifts. The honey fund, yeah. Guess what? If you're getting married. If you're getting married and like us, you're a mature bride and groom. <laughs> and you already, and you already have, have your blender and shit. You already have a colander. Yeah. And, you know. Get Set up this honey fund thing where it's Do like honey fund. people will pay for your drinks. It's so pay good. pay for your food. It was great. Yeah. But Hawaii is not cheap. No. It sure isn't. It's not. That's why we haven't been back there. No, we went one time. What are you talking about? We, we went on that one trip time with, with the other people, yes. With the other comedians. But we have not been back for a nine-day trip. We went with. Um, <laughs> at, a, at an inclusive resort. We were um, ten. Pe- we were like five couples on this trip. We had a great time. It's one of the best vacations we've the ever had. The best vacation we've ever had. Yeah. On the big island. Yeah. On yeah. the big island. We went with these other like comedy couples. Mm-hmm. And it was Awesome. Let me tell you something, folks. We have a text thread to this day. <laughs> we do. With those people. Oh, we shout out! Remember? Gotta say, shout out to Lauren Lapkus, our friend. Oh yeah, she was on the trip with us. She was on the trip with us, and she just won a half a million dollars for a charity for, for the, the Clytus Cron- Foundation. Crohn's and Clytus Foundation. It was a. It was, it was so on, much fun he to wants watch. To be, and her husband was on it too. He was yeah. like her lifeline or something. Mike Castle. He was also on it, but. <laughs> we, <laughs> She was on Who we Wants to Be a it. Millionaire, which I haven't seen since like the heyday with Regis when it first came on. Uh huh. And I forgot. I don't think I had either. Oh, I forgot how exciting that show. Well, was. like there's a lot of suspense built in. Yes, yes. That's a good game show. That's it's a, a good perfect one. game show. But yeah, but it is she, good. she she was, was on playing. two nights. She was on at the end of last one episode week. last week, and then 
Um, it continued this week, and she won half a million dollars. Wait, wait. It was so funny is we only tuned in to watch Lauren, and then I guess Anderson Cooper was on after her, and yeah. he was like, the person, that person before the me. The person before <laughs> me. How dare you? Also, watch Lauren La- Lapkus and the Wrong Missy on Netflix because oh, she's a fucking star in that. She's Lauren is she's so, so funny, funny in that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, also. It's her movie. Okay. Kind of like. Fine, I respect the commie guys, whatever, and you know, whatever. But like, for me, oh my god, the dog! The, <laughs> How my dog get in here? <laughs> the Stop neighbor, the tape. Neighbors, dog. Okay, for me, it was like so satisfying that she was like the star of the show. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, like they tried to be funny, the guys. <laughs> They it. gave it a shot. And it was like, no, y'all can't do it. Yeah. Like, you can't deal with this character development that she's come up with. It, it is absolutely it's her movie. unhinged. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was kind of like, you, like, I see you. I, you go, girl. I was like, uh-huh. And like, That's fine. what you were whispering while we were watching the movie. <laughs> fine. Like, those comedy guys are fine. Like, okay, they're <laughs> fine. Like, and I, and I shouldn't even All be... All those old men are fine. <laughs> I shouldn't, I'm not even trying to like neg on them because I did, I did get to do like a table read recently with some of those actors and I felt, I felt like honored to have a seat quote unquote, but Mm -hmm. at the table just to be like thrown a bone for these little tiny parts that I won't get to be cast (laughs) in. Um, although (laughs) maybe, I don't know. Um, cause it's animation, maybe it'll keep going, but. Um, I don't know. Like, it, there's something cool about it's like it's the it's girls' turn now. It's the girls' turn yeah. now. It was you know? it was great to watch, and I heard. Um, I'm a uh, little. You know, David Spade is in the I movie. Say. Yeah, we we are. We look, had a We're hot off a Zoom birthday. We had gathering a birthday. A Zoom for birthday. our dear friend Casey, and we we all had dinner together. There was like a dozen people through the Zoom. And then uh, we're like, hey, thing. we're still going. Let's let's go into our evening. And yeah. now here we are. But yes, yeah, so anyway, The Wrong Missy. Tell me more. The Wrong Missy. And it was I so heard funny. there was an episode of uh, uh, Comedy Bang Bang mm-hmm. where um, Scott Ackerman, the host, had, had Lauren on and he had um, David Spade on to promote the movie. And David Spade was extremely generous and... Uh, uh, praising Lauren and mm-hmm. like absolutely saying like yeah this is this it's is her this movie name. is her you know and it was and it was really nice to hear because I knew that you know Lauren and I have been friends for a while and I knew that she was a huge fan of David Spade growing up mm-hmm. you know and I that like that's amazing validation you know to get that and and just to have it have it be said out loud by the person that. You know, you grew up loving. Also, I think that's cool that David Spade was generous about her comedy in it because a lot of guys, his stature and stuff, they might give oh, some lip, do, some, lip service absolutely. to it. But some like, dudes would be weird about it for sure. No, but he was great, and he was—you could tell he was being completely genuine. And you know, anyway. Well, that's sweet. Congrats to Lauren on everything. Um. Yeah. So we watched her win. And and we went to Hawaii. Wait, we should tell talk about our Hawaii that Hawaii trip we took that <laughs> with them because it was a great trip. We had, you like we it we, was it was a great group of people. It was a hilarious thing that evolved 
where we were all going <laughs> to go to like Mexico. And yes, this was this was not our idea. This was like Brad was like, "Hey, what if we did a group trip with couple like a couple?" Yeah, and we're like, "Yeah, we'll f- freaking." And it was, it was for Scott's birthday. Yeah, Scott Ackerman. Neither of us had ever been to Mexico. Yeah, and we were like, "Okay, we could do this. It's like affordable." And then everyone was like, "No, the Zika virus. Oh, weird, the virus. It was the virus, Zika virus." Isn't it funny how viruses keep coming back into our lives? They keep like ruining everything. What is it about viruses? And they were like, let's not I go. I call viruses the fifth character. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're not going to Mexico where apparently it was like going to be like $10 to stay in this mansion. And they were like, we got to find another. This the, Mexico like trip the- that they laid out, like we've done this once before. It was amazing. It cost nothing. Well, and it yeah. was the most luxurious thing, yeah. which is... You know, when you think about it, oh, we're disgusting white people. <laughs> right. <laughs> we will take advantage of this. But, um, but then the Zika virus was an issue. and It was a bit of an issue. And so they were like, what if we um, go somewhere else? And we started like spitballing all these places. And then someone said Hawaii. And we were like, everyone was like. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to we're going to go for July 4th, which is like peak, although oh, maybe I, I don't know. And then and then the next thing you know, it was like, guys, we need to rent this. Like, look at this place. I mean, we kept sending this is like a long email chain, you know, and then it was oh my God. This was like it was like this was weeks, weeks in the making. Weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, finally, this place came on the email and it was like insane and we were like yeah we're gonna <laughs> we need to do that place we need to do that place we did the math and it was like okay if we do this it was crazy then we won't go on a vacation again for a few years it was super crazy but i'll and then like then it started like spiraling in a funny way we we're like yeah why don't we they do a service where they'll like stock your kitchen with food and we we're like yeah just add it. Just do it. And so, but like what was funny about it is, and we all split it like super evenly, like down the, like. Absolutely. We yeah. were like crazy. Hilarious. Like there was sp- maybe a spreadsheet at one point. I don't know. Like was. Like, a spreadsheet of people's salaries. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and then it was like, guess what? We're all still paying the same. Isn't that funny? <laughs> still paying the same. And then we, I'm not kidding. When we got to this house, like our mouths dropped, like our jaws dropped. It was to the the ground. The only time to the ground. The only time I've ever gone to a place where I couldn't believe it, it looked better than it looked in the pictures. Like it looked like, and then everyone had. Although what was so funny is like because Scott and cool up, they it was his birthday and mm. um every every bedroom was really nice and had it was like set up for couples to vacation I think because yeah. every bedroom had a like a queen bed and its own bathroom. Yeah, and. But there was one master bedroom that was like a joke. It was like the size of an apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And nobody wanted it. That's right. Nobody nobody no had the one balls. Would put the, no one would put their bag in there. And then we were like, well, Scott and Cool Up have to have. Because like, we all did. We Most of us got there at the same time, right? Who were the well, last people to no, arrive? No, Scott and Cool Up and John and Nora were last, I think. They, they were all last. flew okay. Delta. Right. Or something. We, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And nobody, and like, then they got there and that was the last room because no one wanted to be in that giant room. No, it was terrifying. 
It was too scary. Can you fucking imagine if you're the first person to get there and you're just like, I guess this is me. But also, this was like a group of people that liked being with one another. Yeah. So it wasn't like, no, no one wanted that room. No one yeah. wanted. Anyway, so they had to have that room, which was like palatial or whatever. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was like insane. And then, um, and we had, we had, we were adjacent to a resort. Yes. We were we, adjacent to a resort. Yes. But we did, um, and we saw celebrities. We did communal meals we every night. Celebrity. Yeah. Yes. We'll get to it. <laughs> we did communal meals every night, oh, wait, which was I great. I can't wait to tell my one story. Okay. It was for a group vacation. It was great that everyone went and did whatever they wanted to do. There was no pressure. Like we all got to do everything wanna, together all the time. This is like the best vacation ever. Well, second best. But, but but the house was great, and so we spent a lot of time just we like hanging out at the house. Well, we paid so much money for that house. Yeah, and also like we wanted to pretend like we lived in that house. Yes, we did. I think we did. Was sort of like we were like this. That was the unspoken thing. Let's pretend we live here. Yeah, and okay, it was. Oh, and then this was like one of the first time we ever learned about Wi-Fi speakers because the house had Wi-Fi speakers <laughs> like through the whole house. This was one of the first times we ever learned about <laughs> Wi-Fi speakers. It was because we didn't know about them, and then Scott was like, Here's "Hold on what a second, do. no, no, no." We knew about Wi-Fi speakers. We didn't know about this specific Sonos. Sonos we didn't know about. Yeah. And so Scott was like, here's what you do. You go on your phone. And he was, like, teaching us. And we made um, – we got to, like, make these playlists together. Like, we would play the music through the house. But, like, you could interrupt and play a different – like, everyone could kind of, like, hop on and play a song next. It was yes. really fun. It was You could so wake fun. people up by sending music into their room. You could send music into their room. <laughs> Wait. Which I think we did on Fourth of July. I think we did like patriotic marches and sent them into people. Oh yeah, bedrooms. there was some Sousa band. There was like some Sousa. Sousa marches and stuff. And so okay, and then um, half of us were into doing this thing, and the other half was not into doing this thing. That's right. Which was this like tourist experience where you could go out in the uh, ocean at night and shine a flashlight and um, manta rays swam underneath you, right? I think the way it was pitched was you could swim with manta rays. I just want to make sure that they knew that they were underneath us. Like, we weren't touching them. I know. That's that's how you're introducing the concept to people. (laughs) <laughs> I when if I said swim with the manta rays, then it sounds like like we're holding them or touching them I, or messing I with wildlife. I get it. Don't mess with wildlife. Anyway, please. so so like half of us hopped in this thing. Paul did not do it. I did it. No, Why were I am you not into it because I, I am. I'm a little freaked out by sea life. That's I, right. I, I love I, I love the ocean. Yeah, I love boats, but swimming amongst sea well, life sure. kind of weirds me out. It is weird. Yeah. It's weird, but I... Thank you for validating it. I mean, but, like, being scared of sea life is normal, I think, because... Thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, we got in this boat. It's their world. We it's got, not our world. It's their world. And so we got in this boat. They drove us out to more deep sea, and there was, like, this, like surfboard that you hung on to the side of it and there was a light underneath the surfboard so you're like floating on the top of the water like spread out like superman your arms are outstretched and your legs are behind you like superman like superman 
So that's of how course, you do. And it's like pitch. It's like dark. And it's like 10 o'clock at night. So, of course, you're like thinking like a shark is going to bite my feet off. <laughs> like a shark could swim around you and chomp your feet. You just chomp your feet. And um, so the light, I guess, acts like plankton or something and attracts the manta rays mm-hmm. to. It s- acts like plankton or it, it illuminates the plankton. Oh, sorry. You're right. It illuminates. The light pretends to be plankton. The light. Yes. The light illuminates the plankton. And then they come and like, and they have these like human faces that look like they're smiling. Yeah. And so you're like. That's a trick. You're like dying inside and you're under, like you have like a snorkel to have air. So your your face is fully immersed in the water the entire time. But it was like so thrilling. Like I cannot explain to you how thrilling this experience was. Well, I guess like you kind of knew because half of the crew came back. Mm-hmm. To meet all of y'all who didn't go. Now it was you. It was me, John, Nora, Mike, and wait. Well, maybe there were six. Wait, it was. Did Jessica and Tim go, or just Tim? Did Tim go? Here's what I remember. I think Tim went. Yeah, Tim. I went, went to dinner that night with Scott Kulop and Lauren, and we dubbed ourselves the Core Four. But then there was somebody else there. Because that's only three. And were there with us. Scott, Cool Up, Lauren, and then who else? Jessica. Me. Oh. <laughs> so it was Jessica and Jessica Tim. and Mike, I think, were doing their own thing. Oh, wait. No, that was another night. That they were going to go in the helicopter over the volcano, and then the mission got scrubbed. I don't remember. This is about. the bougiest sounding By the thing. way, I'm... This dr- tops our previous bougie sounding trip, whatever we fucking <laughs> talked about. I don't care because honestly, if y'all get a chance to go to Hawaii, you gotta go. It's the best. Hawaii is the strangest. Hawaii mixture is a of, wonderful place. It's it's it absolutely is paradise, but it's, it's the, so paradise. It's this strange mixture of like, oh, this is part of America, and my money is the same here, and my cell phone works. And yeah, and maybe but we also, aren't supposed to own this exactly. <laughs> but we're not supposed to own guilt. it. We're not supposed to own this either. Not any of it. No. We were not here. No. Like that's what happens when you pull that thread. Some of my, <laughs> some of my ancestors, the white ones, I guess, the mm. Irish ones, or I whatever. guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't the Lebanese ones. I can tell you that. Right. They didn't come. But like, well, how far back do your ancestors go to America? On, on my father's side, we go back to the Revolutionary War. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my sisters were eligible. That's the British Irish side. Yeah, British. my sisters were eligible to be in the Daughters of the American Revolution, and none of them did. I it. went to the DAR this morning. Don't you remember that? No. <laughs> That's an inside joke, so you wouldn't remember it. There was like. It, it, was I inside of it? Wait. Okay. <laughs> this actually fits nicely with this week, and you were not inside of it. So so we did watch the streetcar. We watched. The street oh car. yes, National Theater Live. We watched the streetcar. The named play. Desire. The play the up until last night was um, a streetcar named streetcar, Desire. Streetcar named Desire with Jillian Anderson, uh, Vanessa Kirby, and Ben Foster. Yeah. And the guy who played Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry he to was good. I mean, <laughs> sorry to good. this man. I yes. thought he was good though. He was good. He was good. Wait. So anyway. So. In uh, Glass Menagerie. Oh, Glass Menagerie. Yes, so which I have Glass not Mena- seen. Okay, so I was telling you how I personally 
love Glass Menagerie, think it's right. like maybe the best Tennessee Williams mm. play to see. Because it's, it's more like autobiographical than it is symbolic. Right. Whereas Streetcar is sort of symbolic. It's mm. about like the old South, you know, dying and the new South aggressively taking, a, you know. Yeah, Pollocks. <laughs> whatever it was. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, what was the. Anyway, so in, in, in Glass Menagerie, which is a beautiful play, the mo- mother, Amanda, Amanda, is it Amanda? Is Didn't mother? you just hear me say I've never seen it? <laughs> you don't know the names of the characters. Here's what I know. Here's Laura what I know. and Tom. Laura, I guess, is familiar. Here's what I know. The gentleman caller. That's all I know. <laughs> That's a good part. <laughs> and somebody has a bad leg. Laura. Laura, okay. Because she had pleurosis, but they used to call her Blue Roses. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. And did Katherine Hepburn do it in the movie? I don't know about a movie. I can't speak to the okay, movie. Okay, fair enough. But there's a scene where Ama- Amanda, the mother, the over, the cloying, overbearing mother, mm-hmm. uh, finds out Laura didn't go to the DAR. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like when we were undergrads, the grad students taught these acting in class. theater school. In theater yeah. school, and in in some someone in one of the classes. Was like, I went to the DAR this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like this running kind of thing where we'd be like, I went to the DAR this morning. And Miss Laura, you are nowhere to be found. I don't know the speech. Should I play Amanda? I think I should play Amanda. I think you should. Let's, it's not a good part for me. Let's Laura. debate it during the break. Oh, That's right. We got to take a break. We have a sponsor. Y'all. For this, for Y'all. at least one episode. Y'all. Y'all. Yeah, you haven't done any impersonations on this episode. Do you want to do one now? <laughs> let's give let's give them something to look forward to when they come back. Come back. Stay tuned for some impersonations from Paul. Hey, Janie here, and I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Care Of. They are a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. Do you want hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered to you? I do. Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. Care-of's yummy protein powders are made of wholesome ingredients you can recognize, like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. <laughs> Yum! The vitamin aisle can be confusing. It's hard to know what you need and where to start. That's why Care Of has made it easy thanks to their online quiz. I'm a sucker for a good quiz. So I took it myself, and it was fun and easy, and it has a beautiful font. And after the end, it recommends supplements that are specifically designed for your specific health goals. And hey, I'm Lebanese, so I'm a sucker for a good discount, too. Go to TakeCareOf.com for 50% off your first order and enter code HOMEKINS50. HOMEKINS50. During the break, we just wondered if we were too drunk to be... Damn. <laughs> Recording. You're going to tell people. <laughs> we should not have Zoom birthday. We shouldn't have done the Zoom birthday. We should have waited. We should have exercised self control. Yeah. And we should have waited until what after. What was that song? Self control? From the 80s. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my God. I think you have the answer to your question. <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> from before. When I was like, fuck the pain away. And, I uh, and everyone <laughs> was like, it's peaches. It's peaches, you dumb fuck. And, all right. Uh, self-control. 
Come on, think of no, it. No, what is it? Self-control. <laughs> okay, I need more than that. <laughs> this, okay, so last week I was... That has proven to be a dead end. Last week I was going to tell some tales on who was mean to me at a thing. Right. And I guess I'm going to tell it. It's up to you. But I should start by saying it wasn't someone who... They weren't mean to me. They were weird. It was a weird run-in with someone. With an unexpected famous person. I went to a party. I went to... <laughs> I went to the DAR. <laughs> I went to the DAR. <laughs> and so, anyway, I was, it was in New York. I was with my friend Phil. He had these these fancy friends. That's my friend, too. And we went, to, we went to this Christmas party. And, I mean, you know how, like, sometimes you're in Manhattan and you end up in somebody's living situation that you just can't believe. Like, you're like, these people are living in Manhattan in, like, a normal-sized, huge... <laughs> home. Home. <laughs> Where humans would live. Where people... Like, you can't believe it sometimes. I feel like w- the, the, the people that we are in our socioeconomic bracket, I would say we end up in a place like that in Manhattan. Yeah. Maybe twice. <laughs> Lifetime. Right? Possibly. I'm trying to think of... Through a friend of a friend of a friend. I lived in Manhattan before. For me, I feel... But I lived in Manhattan before That's true. I feel like I've only ever been to one place in Manhattan, and it was after Phil's 40th. Oh, that place. You know what? And we went to a place... So four times for me. Yeah. We went to a place... It was was like an after party. It was like a brownstone in the West Village. Yeah. Like you see in movies. Gorgeous. And it's like, oh, this does exist. This kind of like Woody Allen existence... Yeah. Is actually real. There's people that do this. But also, like, maybe more times for me because I, when I, because in acting class, sometimes you end up in people's apartments for rehearsals and sure. stuff. And then you find out, like, yeah, we have this extra apartment. Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Let's do it at my place. <laughs> you should play Amanda. I went to the DAR. This is <laughs> I went to the DAR. <laughs> Oh, boy. I saw a wall of shot. Okay, I'm not going to go into that. Okay, so I went to this this party. I saw a wall of Sean meltdown. <laughs> I saw <laughs> No, I saw him in this play that I didn't get, and it was... No, don't, don't elaborate. Okay, so I went, <laughs> I went to this party around Christmas in this, like, Tribeca... Uh, like they, like one of those where you take the elevator and the elevator doors open and you're inside the yeah. the apartment. That's fuck. I mean, okay, that's crazy. And at the time, I was the one fancy place I went so to. I think we still had to take the stairs. Which place was that? The place I just talked about. There's no stairs. It was a brownstone. So it was like you first. You, they had the whole building. But there were multiple floors, though. There were stairs. Sure. There was no. <laughs> Thank you for granting me that. And then one time I, yeah. And then the Aubergineau's apartment. Well, that's a whole. Their apartment was like awesome. That was on the Upper West Side. But they don't have it anymore because it's like rent. Con- anyway. Right. So anyway, so this and this is like a modern, modern. And and at the time, and I'm gonna take full responsibility for being brave. <laughs> For being, I don't know, thirsty, like a thirst trap or something. I don't know. I was like, at the time, all I had was going 
for me was unemployment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was... <laughs> Have you met my friend Janie? She's unemployed. <laughs> was on unemployed. <laughs> but so basically what like on, this was like during the economic collapse. Yeah. So we were bailing out like what like AIG. Golden Sachs and shit. Yeah. And yeah. 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 And I had left my waitressing job and followed Fanny you. and Freddie. <laughs> and so I was like, I had this little camera that Paul had gotten as a gift on a show. Oh, this was the flip camera. The flip camera. I was obsessed with that thing. It took the world by storm Paul, for a month. Okay, so like Paul would get like these technology gifts like thrown at him very for long doing, ago. <laughs> instead of getting paid money. And That's and then he'd be like, I don't care, you can have it or whatever. And so I'm like, and I like I vlogged like almost every day of my life, mm-hmm. like for that two years. 2008, 2009. Like, I was like... Yeah, you were very diligent about it. You walk around with that camera. I, like, loved that thing. And yeah, I was, you like, really vlo- did. Vlogging, and I was, like... It was all confession. It was, like, Instagram stories before Instagram. Yeah. And then I never took to Instagram stories. Can I say something? But I, ha- I have a more wrinkly neck now, and I think that's <laughs> the big difference <laughs> between now and then. Yeah, say something. That's why you have to lean into your camera. I, I know. Um, it doesn't help. I... I have a fondness help. for technology like that that's that's been superseded by things. I loved it. But those I those flip cameras were really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked them so much. And you plugged it straight into the into the yeah. Anyway, so I'm at this party and I'm vlogging and I'm I still miss my Motorola Razor sometimes. I love that Motorola. That was a fucking good phone. Sometimes I miss my Blackberry Pearl. I did like the Blackberry Pearl. Yeah, the Blackberry Pearl. We both Pearl had those was, at the same time, didn't we? I think and we also had the Razors at the same time. Yeah. Hey, that's the kind of couple we are. Can I tell my story? Yes. Was that I was like in like all of this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, wow, it's Christmas. It's New York. I'm in this like insane, beautiful apartment. And there's like really like beautiful people there. There's beautiful people there and beautiful cheese plates. Marilyn (laughs) Manson. Wait, is he a beautiful people? No, he had that song, The Beautiful People. Oh, he did? The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. Didn't he get blamed for a mass shooting? Columbine. Uh, I think there were people that tried to blame it was him like, for that. Yeah. Okay, so after Columbine, they were like, oh, the ma- mafia trench coats. Yes, trench- it's, it's everything. And it was but, like a fake. It's everything but gun culture. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, I'm like Surely it a must peaceful be the person, but maybe he yeah. wasn't because maybe he did abuse Rachel Evan Wood or something. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know about that. Well, because she testified before Congress about. Don't you remember Rachel Evan Wood testifying? I, about Evan Rachel Wood? Yeah. Oh, Evan Rachel Wood. I sort of remember her testifying, but I don't remember the what what it was okay, about. Okay, I have to Google that. Anyway, so I'm in this. Okay. So I'm like in this. I'm vlogging away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's like artwork on the walls. So I'm like, y'all. Legitimate artwork. I'm like, y'all, y'all, I'm going to get up into some trouble in this Tribeca <laughs> loft tonight. And then, um, I, so, okay, so I'm going to say who it was. There was a famous musician there. I'm just going to say who it was. Oh, my God, you can't. The cops are coming. <laughs> All right, Michael Stipe was there. <laughs> and so that, like, so now, like, Michael Stipe is there. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
Michael Stipe. Like, and you're an REM fan. I'm an REM fan. Like that was an important. I'm you know formative band for you. I grew when up you in the younger. south, yeah. and 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 they're like in Athens, you know, and and, and like. 80s REM before that, like, didn't they have a famous producer who died and and their music changed a little? Yeah, uh, that sounds familiar. I don't know. It might be. This is embarrassing because our friend Scott has an REM podcast. And I don't it's know. okay. All right. So anyway, so that early REM was like almost like a defining soundtrack to my coming of age. Yes. And um, and so I'm like, you know, thrilled by it. And at this point, like my, I vlogged like in a corner and he was nowhere like near me, but he saw that I was like talking into this camera and I'm, this is like 2008. So like he, this is before like people did Instagram story. Like people didn't know what this oh, was. Oh yeah. 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 Like they didn't know, like I'm holding it. I mean, I'm, either I look like the CIA or TMZ or something. Yeah. I don't know. But like he was so. I don't think you could do video on your phone then. Like, I think this was... Yeah, I don't even think yeah. you could. It yeah, was yeah. just, like, separate. We were still carrying around digital cameras. <laughs> I Can don't even know. What, no, I, did I have an iPhone yet? No, that would have been before, like, all of that. Anyway, so he's, like, you know, not into it. Like, but I don't know him. I don't meet him. And you know this because he's kind of, like, <sighs> scowling at you. He's glaring at me in a way where I'm feeling like... He thinks he knows me, and the person that he thinks I might be is someone who is a piece of shit. Right. To the point where I'm like, okay. But then I had to be like, well, maybe it's me filming my vlog. So I just would go into other rooms, um, and then he would, like, materialize again mm-hmm. and be like, like, to the point where, like, my friend who I went to the party with, like, we talked about it. I, I was like, am I imagining this or was Michael Stipe, like, <laughs> sounds weird to say. <laughs> was he, like, putting, a, like, a curse on me? Like, he was, like, get putting, like, he was, like, the stink eye. He was giving you the maloik. <laughs> he was giving me the maloik. And I was like, and I was like, what is going on? And he was like, yeah, that was, un- that was unusual. That was, like strange and uh that was the story i was trying to remember when i told the <laughs> right from hollywood. last was it last i don't know tales of hollywood meanness oh yeah because we were talking about but i shouldn't say mean because i don't know what was going on with him right. personally it was that just night. weird and uncomfortable we, he never spoke to me i never got introduced to him but he never took his eyes off of me mm-hmm. and even when i went into other rooms he'd materialize and he was like like he didn't want me there. So he weird. didn't want me there. Maybe he thought I was like casing the artwork. Like I was like trying to get the artwork in the, in the frame so I could steal it or something. Honey. <laughs> you need to tell a story. It's your turn. <laughs> well, I can tell you my story about Michael Stipe. What? I've never told you. Why? Why I would had, you have never told me? Well, I was saving it for just such an occasion. <laughs> This was my encounter with Michael Stipe. It's I had no idea you had an encounter with him. It's very brief. Okay. And encounter is an extremely generous way of putting it. But one time, after leaving the Cat and Fiddle. Oh, Jesus. Which was a bar here in Los Angeles that was 
sort of a default place to go for like a, a long time. It's a basic bitch bar. It's a basic bitch bar. It's a basic bitch pretend English pub bar. I hated that. But everybody wanted to go there. I spent so much... When I first moved to L.A., I spent so much time there. I feel like I had to go there a lot, too. They and had the like a huge, was a nightmare. They had a huge courtyard. And then inside, it was supposed to be like an English pub. And it was like done... It was sort okay, of, it was a kind you know. of fine bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they the had. The service was non existent. <laughs> well, the service was up and down because I had, I had, I had become friendly with a lot of the servers there. Mm, but here was a big, key. this was a big thing that was different to me coming from the East Coast, coming from the East and moving to LA. Is that I noticed if you became like a regular at a bar. Yeah. Back home, every once in a while you get a free drink. Mm-hmm. If you were like settled in for the night, we are drinking here, yeah. sitting at the bar, you'd get a free round once or twice a night. Never happened. Right. Not here. Never happened in LA. No. Never. No. I was like, wow, this is not a Just thing Just not here. happen here. And it's, and it, but it's a thing that you don't think about until it's absent, until it's gone. You're like, right. Oh, yeah. Hey, we spent a lot of money here. Right. Um, and we don't have a lot of money. Like, right. You know, this is where all our money goes is to fucking beer. <laughs> so And the drinks here are expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a real sticker shock when you've when New you first moved here. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so one night after leaving the Cat and Fiddle where I was absolutely bombed, there was a seven eleven down the street on Sunset Boulevard. I went into that seven eleven and there I saw I know I think I know it's seven eleven. Yeah, you know the one. Yeah. In that strip mall. On Sunset and... Like Sunset and Cherokee? Okay, wait, I might be thinking of like Vine or something. The one Not on that Vine one. that's up on... Okay, Not that one. Okay. <laughs> so I go to the one on, on Sunset, Sunset and Cherokee. <laughs> and there I see Michael Stipe with Stephen Dorff. Stop. I think they are drunk too. <laughs> sure. And we're all just walking up and down the aisles looking at shit. <laughs> Steven Dorff, I remember vividly, was wearing white framed Ray-Bans, which seemed... I have a real aversion to those sunglasses. And uh-huh. I don't know if it goes back to high school, but I, I think they're the worst. Okay. Wait, Ray-Bans or white framed Ray-Bans? White framed Ray-Bans. Okay, because Ray-Bans are awesome. Of course, right? respected company. I just wanted they to make, make sure they make great, they make wonderful sunglasses. <laughs> Ray Ban, if you're listening, we'd love you to sponsor us. <laughs> In my mind, as I as I'm thinking about this, and as I thought about it last week when you told when you when you figured out it was the Michael Stipe story yes. you wanted to tell. The <laughs> Stephen Dorff's sunglasses are changing for me into white. Star-framed sunglasses. Stop it. <laughs> what? They were not. You mean like the cover art of Almost Famous? Yes, but white plastic. Those are star-shaped, right? Yes. Right? Yeah, I think were so. They, were yeah. they heart-shaped? No, Lolita was heart-shaped. Lolita was heart-shaped. Um, but they were not. But I feel like by 2023, when I think of this story... It will absolutely be cemented in my mind that, that Stephen Dorff's wearing star frames. But like Stephen Dorff, like he was in that Power of One movie. Do you remember that movie? I never saw it, but I know the movie you're talking about. 
I I think it was good, right? I think I read the book. Again, I will say I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm on trial here, like you're trying to catch me. I don't <laughs> you know you what, liked it, right? I don't know what that means. What was the running time again? But then he was like in true to the latest True Detective. Yeah, he was great. He was really good. He was? With Mahershala Ali, yeah. Oh, and he's a Mahershala Ali yeah. is awesome, too. That was a tough True Detective because they had to, like, age and stuff in it. Man, that was a TTD. Also, True Detective, I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand the show. Honey, Do it's, you? It's not for us to understand. <laughs> but remember the first season and they and we had... He loved and it. And we got into the Carcosa and it was like Carcosa everything. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, my God, like, Pier 1 Carcosa. What? Pier, Pier 1's having a Carcosa sale. I, I heard Pier 1 was a, was, a, was a... Pier 1's having a Carcosa sale. I was sale. just, like, really, like, sort of... I, like, zeroed in on the Carcosa yeah. motif that I'd never heard of it. I'd there was never a heavy it. Carcosa And then motif. I had to understand that it was a real thing. I thought maybe it was, like, a fictional thing and then, like... Time being a flat circle and all that stuff, like time. He because he kept saying in True Detective, like time is a flat circle. This is how I feel about uh, El Cuco. <laughs> you mean the Cuckoo Club? No, and the Outsider, El Cuco. Oh, I zoned out in the Outsider. Well, turns out this El Cuco, <laughs> he's a bad dude. You know what? El Cuco needed more of a design motif because Carcosa exactly. had like kind of Dreamcatcher looking stuff, exactly or, like twigs and stuff. El Cuco will try to look like everybody else. He was like... <laughs> now, granted, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Wait, I get it, El Cuco. Can we discuss time being a flat circle? Because Sure, let's get into it right now. That was like... <laughs> did the writer of True Detective just come up with that? Or is that a thing? That I don't know. I would imagine it was already a thing. Really? Time yeah. is a flat circle? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, it means different things to different people. What does it mean to you? What is the time? Is a, if I say hold to on a second. you, give, give me a beer can, and I'm going to tear it apart and beer, make a little hold my beer, a little statue. <laughs> no, my, let me hold your beer. Is that what he did in this? Yeah, don't you remember? In yeah, the, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the interrogation, he room? was drinking beer during the interrogation, and then he made like a little figure out of the beer, out of the beer can. That was the beginning of the Matthew McConaughey. Is the McConaughey's? The reconnaissance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like his performance in True Detective. I mean, listen. Hey, what if I, I didn't do take, garbage? I don't want to take... No, I don't want to take anything away from Matthew McConaughey. No one's trying to. But I will say... <laughs> <laughs> and he was terrific in that part. Um, but let's be honest about time being a flat circle being kind of non nonsense. It doesn't matter. The character I think didn't it's believe time, it. It's time for us to be honest <laughs> about time being a flat circle <laughs> being nonsense. But the thing is, is that his, his character didn't think it was nonsense, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. And his character may have had his... his character, Rust Cole. How do you remember that? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Wow. That was his name, right? Wow. Rust Cole? Was that it? I just remember we watched it because we kind of just moved in and we still had that other couch that didn't fit in the house. And we finally, five years later, had to <laughs> confront. Five years later. We had to confront the fact that. We that had a couch frontation. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that couch. 
I know. So, I know. You know what? It was our our first couch together. We had the couch for 10 years. Yes. And then I donated it to Habitat for Humanity, and I felt good about it because that couch has so much life left in it still. Well, it has a lot of love left to give. Well, also, remember, we replaced the foam cushion. Yeah, man. You know, like. Enjoy that, Jimmy Carter. (laughs) You know, if you sit. (laughs) You know, when you sit on a couch and it's worn down and then your butt hits the wooden part. Yeah, and you feel bad about yourself. (laughs) That's what was happening. No, but it was the cushions it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And you look at it. You look at it. It's visibly depressed. (laughs) And you say, I did that with my body. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's not like you visibly did. It's like, no, you just look at it and you say, my fat body did that. Yes. <laughs> I, I destroyed a piece of furniture. Over I, ch- I changed the structural integrity. <laughs> <laughs> my body's mere existence. My body's mere existence changed the structural integrity of that couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was your take on it? <laughs> That's my takeaway from True Detective season one. <laughs> we watched it on that couch. <laughs> I right. listen, <sighs> Jimmy Carter, if you're listening. And then they stuck a woman in season Rachel McAdams. Who I love. He stuck a woman in there. They're like, we didn't y'all, finish season two. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't. Mm-mm, I couldn't, y'all. Sorry. Season three, I liked. Y'all, sorry. Season one, I liked. Season three, I liked. Season two. Ooh, not. It was a very abrupt good shift. Good for me. Very abrupt shift. But then they were like, we're going to stick a woman in there. And then. <laughs> then season three, we're going to take her out again. <laughs> we took, they took her out. Too many women. They took her out. Hey, yeah. And the results are in. Too many women. <laughs> One. <laughs> One out of three seasons. <laughs> One out. And I. You know what people don't like? Women. <laughs> you know what? They don't. <laughs> it's true. They kind of don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it's true. It's very true. If you like go, especially for comedy women, I'm not even a com- like I'm comedy adjacent, so I've seen a lot of shit. Call CW, <laughs> comedy adjacent woman. What? Comedy Wait, adjacent what? woman. Call. Comedy adjacent Call. woman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yellow. Comedy adjacent. I'm just saying that comedy men, and I, I'm not lumping you in with the comedy men. I, I fucking hope not. <laughs> they do not <laughs> want women mm-hmm. in that space. Yes. It is so insanely threatening to them. Mm-hmm. And I can speak to this because I did wait tables in a comedy venue yeah for like five or seven years or whatever i did but i'm just also, also you've been a woman all your life i've been a, well and also i know a lot of women in comedy mm-hmm. okay yeah and there is something so weird about that to me that they just don't want women in that space yeah when and, and i would think that they would want women in that space because a lot of men do similar style comedy to one another, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the more women in that space, they get to kind of like stand out. 
Here's what I think. think my this is this is my my sort of thumbnail uh, psychological review of that yeah. is that if you are if, if you're the type of man who feels like you're competing all the time, uh-huh. it's easier for you to feel like you're winning if you're competing against people that are doing the same thing that you're doing, the same type of material. Really? Yes. Then you feel like. Oh, okay. I'm, I did that better. I'm successful because of all the guys that are doing exactly the type of thing that I do, I'm getting the most response, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But women having a different point of view, yeah, it's sort of like, well, I can't have that point of view. I don't understand it. I don't want to hear it. I don't like it. It's It's against me. It's sort of because they see it as this is diminishing my point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's the place where I'm winning. I, w- I, that's, that's probably what it, what it is then. I mean, because that's just off, that's literally just off the top of my head. No, I think there's something to that. Because in my point of view, it would be like, hey, I get to reign supreme over being a dude. Mm-hmm. And then these other women can talk, speak to, you know, whatever, periods yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting to hold the remote. <laughs> it sounds like I haven't been in a comedy club since 1983. Honestly, how much have things changed? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that much. There's still fucking dudes out there doing bits about. You think? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't mu- Sometimes hacky comedy I find um, charming. Is that terrible to say? No. I think what you find charming is observational comedy, which okay. is not necessarily hacky. Okay. And I'm right there with you. Like, think when somebody's talking about a thing that you can relate to, uh-huh. it's so much fun. If it's like, especially if it's an area that no one's covered before, <laughs> and you, because you feel like, you feel like, oh, wow, this person has a window into humanity. <laughs> Agreed. It's so satisfying. It's unifying. Yes, yeah, it is. It, it is. is. It's fun. It's really fun. Do you have a favorite observational comedian? Oh, Brian Regan. I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, I mean, he... Brian Regan is like... He's the... He's... Right now, I think he's the king of observational comics for, for a long time. Before that, unfortunately, yeah. probably would have been Bill Cosby. Oh. Was like a guy that I grew up really admiring. I mean, you know, it's undeniable that his comedy was. That stuff was amazing. Ama- I mean, yeah. And I grew up on that comedy too. Like, yeah. we had his album, and I just, I loved stand up comedy as a kid. Yeah, I, me too. I loved it. I mean, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. So. So you would see it on TV all the time. All the time. You know, you'd see it on late night shows and it would be on the afternoon like and you know, co- it would be afternoon talk cable, shows where they would have talk cable was happening. And oh I my used God, to watch Carson. So much I used to watch Carson. Absolutely. But like short attention span theater and all that stuff on like early Comedy Central. Even like Star Search, they would have <laughs> That's right. Star Search. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. But wait, so Brian Regan, Brian Regan great observational yeah. comic. So funny. Uh-huh. So funny. Oh, I used to, I had worked with him a couple times in Philly and it was hard not to imitate him. Really? Because he was just. He was just a master at it. Yeah, he was amazing. You loved him. You loved him so much. He was so fun. He's got like, he's got a bunch of specials. Absolutely check them out. Mm-hmm. 
So funny. I'm behind on my stand-up. Like, I used to know who the stand-ups were, mm-hmm. and now I don't. Like, we'll turn on stand-up, and I'll be like, do you know that comedy? Do you know that comedian? Do you know that comedian? Yeah. And I also think stand-up is changing in a way. Like, mm-hmm. that, it's becoming more influenced by, um, I think, like, European style, where it's more, like, storytelling, and it gets, like, dramatic in the middle. Well, I think well, yes like and no. Ga- Ga- and, um, yeah. Hannah Gatsby and um, who was that kid that we watched? And he talked about like the death of his parent, and it was actually oh, Whitman Thomas, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I found that to be less American, even though he was like a Southerner. Yeah, he, he you know, but it was more um, dramedy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I didn't mind at all. Like I think no, it's an interesting. I, I but I think that there's still. I don't know that stand up as a whole is changing. I think that we have access to more types of stand up. More now. types, yeah. Yeah, because there's still just like joke slingers out there doing it. You know. Yeah, I, I, you know, what? it's great. I'm I mean, like, now that we're talking about this, like, all I want to do right now is like stop recording and go watch some stand up. Well, let's do it. Because like I love stand up so much, yeah. but like, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's wrap this up. I have some recommendations for people. Do you have any? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, first of all, can I mention that we binged Normal People on Hulu? (laughs) Were you going to say that? Can I mention that? No, I was not going to say that. Okay. First of all, I heard the book is amazing. I read her other book, Conversations with Friends. I loved it. I wanted to read Normal People. That freaking series came out first, and I didn't have time to read it. And then everyone was like, do you hate yourself? Why aren't you watching Normal People? And I was like, I don't hate myself. God, okay, I'm Are they separate thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Janie, just catching up. One, do you hate yourself? Two, are you watching Normal People? No, people? it's the same thought. <laughs> do you hate yourself? Because why are you watching? And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And I was like, Paul, please watch it with me. And he's like, okay. And then <laughs> the oh, emotional like journey that I, maybe we, did you, I, we, uh, You know both? what? Honestly, it surprised me because I am, I am at a point in my life now where watching like a love story about young people is a hard sell for me. But there's like fucking in it. There's like a lot of fucking. <laughs> there's fucking in it. <laughs> Oh, there's fucking in it. There's like some Irish fucking. There's some Irish fucking in it. <laughs> Wait, so you were like, oh, this doesn't appeal. But like these are. Well, like- I didn't know. I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing oh, about it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> that some, it was Obama's honestly, favorite for some reason, book? For some reason, I thought that <laughs> there was incest was Ew. part of it. God. I, I really thought that. By the that- way, sick of incest in shows. Are you saying incest is canceled? Incest <laughs> is canceled. <laughs> That's that I did like. Flushing- incest? Yeah, canceled. Yeah, canceled. All right. So you didn't know. You didn't know. I knew nothing about. Why did you think it was incest? Because when people talked about it, they were very cryptic about it. When I saw when I saw stuff online, people were very cryptic about it. And the title "Normal People," which never comes into play, by the way, does it ever? Well, no, because it's literary. It's based on a book, and it's literary, right? But in the series, the title never comes into play. So. It I I think I jumped to conclusions that oh this must be about this must be about some taboo thing, mm. but it's just about it's a coming su- of age it's super hot people no it's about it's a it's a coming of age story yes. through a relationship yeah so you yeah, see yeah, yeah. both 
the man and the woman in this yes heterosexual couple kind of uh going through all these growing pains and and it's wonderfully it's wonderfully made wonderfully acted it's, the two leads are stunning. you love them and they're gorgeous and yeah and like I guess that Irish novelist who wrote it, because I read that conversation with friends, I really liked it, and I recommend it, mm-hmm. is some like millennial genius or something. An MG? <laughs> She's like. She's a million. Remember when when Lena Dunham was supposed to be like the Tiny voice? furniture. Tiny furniture. <laughs> She's like the real deal, Lena. I mean, I'm not trying to neg on Lena Dunham because I, I don't. I'm just saying like she's like. The liter- so I should change this. She's the literary Le- Lena Dunham mm-hmm. of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> She's the LLDOI. I'm just saying if you have Hulu and you don't hate yourself, <laughs> you need to binge normal people. Don't be beca- like Janie. Stop hating yourself because and binge normal people. You will like feel all emotions you'll feel all the feels you'll feel all the feels normal people <laughs> all right can i do my you'll rex feel all the fail <laughs> what was that you'll feel all the feels you feel all the feels oh and would you ever feel all the feels <laughs> all right here are my uh, rex get some rex i'm going to recommend two podcasts oh podcasts iconography mm, is it about mapping isn't that about mapping? Iconography? No. <laughs> Are you telling me it's not? That has nothing to do, do with mapping? That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think this was a quiz? <laughs> no, what Because it's not. Okay. Pretend. <laughs> never happened. Okay. I will. This will just be between us. <laughs> Thank God. Iconography, which is a podcast hosted by... Ayo Edabiri, who won the spelling bee that I <laughs> participated in. Well, with a name like that, and you would need to know how to spell. <laughs> Am I right? You're not right. Because <laughs> there's a lot of vowels, it sounds like. There's a lot of vowels. If you want to buy one, you're going to be out of luck because there's a lot more. And uh, hosted by Ayo Edabiri and uh, Olivia Craighead. And it is, they have a guest on to discuss a person they think deserves icon status. Okay. And they talk about their work, you know, whoever it is, an actor, a musician, whatever. Did you get on there? I have not been on the show yet. I've been asked to be on it. Did you get... Oh, have I been the icon? No, not not yet. (laughs) Maybe someday. They're young people, so maybe... They Maybe just, after I'm gone. They haven't discovered your full can your full body. Well, the guest work. is the one who brings the the icon to them. Oh, okay. So it'll be up to a guest to do it. That's clever. That's clever. Like it's it. clever, and it's a it's a really. They have a great rapport. They have a great rapport with their guests. It's a, a really enjoyable, entertaining podcast. Good. Um, another one is another podcast is Scam Goddess, which is hosted by Lacey Mosley. Lacey Mosley, who I knew through Spontaneous Nation. He's an improviser, really funny improviser. He's been on my show a bunch of times, uh, my old podcast. Um, and she's obsessed with scams, no con way. men, all that stuff. The podcast is so much fun. Really? It's all about that stuff. 
I think I would like that one. I think you would like it. Uh, yeah. I think you would like yeah. it. And Lacey is hilarious. And she really, really, really loves this stuff. So she's into it. Cool. So she does like deep dives on all these, you know, scams and everything. And she it's, should work uh, for the FBI. Like for real. No, she wants to scam people. Oh. That's why she calls herself a scam goddess. She loves scams. She wants to scam people? I thought she wanted to catch the scammers. No, she just admires the scams. Okay, let me think on that. You don't love a good scam? Uh Uh-uh. Never? No. We'll talk off the air. (laughs) And then my last recommendation is a book. Oh. uh, A book that I read last year that's going to be a series on HBO. Okay. Produced by Jordan Peele. Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. We saw the trailer. We saw the trailer. I read the book last year. I loved it. Uh And I was excited to see that trailer um, that it's coming to HBO. But Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. It's like a horror anthology um, set in the Jim Crow South. Um, It's like a a supernatural green book without (laughs) the white guy (laughs) driving people around. Yeah. (laughs) You mean, what was his name? Vigo... Viggo Mortensen. And he was like, hey, forget about it. I'm hey, trying to be Italian. Whoa, hey, I don't care if you're gay. I'm Look, I'm a racist. That's it. <laughs> I'm very open-minded otherwise. I don't see why you didn't get to play that part. I don't, honey, I don't either. Because you're Italian. Listen to me. Hey, I'm Italian over You're Italian over here. and you're from Philly. I mean, that's kind of like New York. I'm Italian on my mother's side. Philly's kind of like New York. I don't care. Be gay. Uh, do what you want. Love is love is love. Am I right? But I don't like black people. <laughs> love is love. I don't think they said that then. That's a newer. Yeah, I'm kidding around, I, That's what honey. I'm saying. It's funny. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm funny. <laughs> Wait, I really, I really <laughs> love this version of Green Book better than the real version of Green Book. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, I don't want to get into that. Oh, hey. Let's not get into that. Green Book. Hasn't Green Book been through enough? <laughs> I don't know what Green Book has been through. but <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't speak to Green Book's experience. Well, I just want to say when I watched Green Book and there was like all the eating and stuff, I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, like Brad Pitt likes to eat. And so like you could imagine right. it being like... He makes that his character thing. In like every Brad movie. Pitt wants to eat so... Do you remember in 12 Years a Slave, he <laughs> ate that double cheeseburger? <laughs> we should wrap it up. We should have stopped talking. We should definitely. Like 10 minutes ago. Well, listen, guys. This is quarantine life. This is quarantine life? We're getting to. This is your Gloria Steinem from <laughs> Mrs. America. <laughs> I'm gonna, I might have to edit some of this No, we're not going to edit anything. This, this is going out warts and all. This is not a flattering place for us to be. It sure isn't. <laughs> but I think let's just let's just put it out there. We're humans. We're humans. We're fucking up all over the place. Listen, we're trying to get better. This is not a good time in the world. So everyone, please take no, care. No, this of- has been a weird, fucked up week. <laughs> but listen, please take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Take care, Take care of, of other people. That's the thing. Be kind to one another. Yeah. Be patient with one another. 
try to listen, try to come from a place of love. Yeah. That's open all your, I can say. Open your hearts, open your minds, and open your ears. And also, as always... Open your veins to a coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> You're so close. Stay home. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay safe. And, and stay, stay home. home. <laughs> stay safe. Stay safe. Sane. Stay sane. Stay home. And stay home.